Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Wednesday edition of the show, which, if you're familiar with the Pewter Report podcast, you know that that is the day during the season in which we do a full preview slash breakdown of the Bucks' next upcoming game, and this is their most important game of the season due to the stakes of it. They win. They win the NFC South, clinching the division and, of course, punching their ticket into the postseason. But there's a lot of drama building up to the game, most notably with their starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So we'll break it all down. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is my fellow colleague from PewterReport.com and the face that runs the place, SR Scott Reynolds. Scott, how are we doing? And are you ready for what is to come for this game when the Bucks travel to Carolina? Yeah, this is a game that really has a lot of intrigue in it. It's, this is not going to be a slam dunk. Um, and, and I think the reason why is because of Baker Mayfield's injury, right? Um, so I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about this game. I know we, we had Baker Mayfield at the podium today as well as Todd Bowles. We had a front page story on that on pewterreport.com. You can check out. We'll have some clips, uh, I think, of, of what they said. And and maybe we should jump into that, Matt, because sure, th- th- this is this is a little bit of an X factor here. This is going to be a tough division game. The first one was decided by three points. the The Atlanta Falcons lost to the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. The Houston Texans lost to the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. So, having said that, uh, this is not a show up and win thing. I'll remind you that. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost last year at Carolina. This is a division game. There's a lot on the line. And I'm not even so much as concerned about Baker Mayfield starting this game, Matt, as I am finishing this game. And if I'm Todd Bowles, I'm giving Kyle Trask all the starting reps tomorrow in practice, resting Baker Mayfield, and then seeing how Baker feels on Friday. Let's also remember the Bucks lost in Carolina last season as That's well. Right. So um, definitely not a cakewalk by any means. And Todd Bowles does have a history of having to win a game in the last contest of the season and losing to a team that they should have beaten. So right. um, that doesn't help with the history either. Yeah, let's uh, before we play the two videos, one from Todd Bowles, one from Baker Mayfield, um, I'll just set the scene for anybody that may not be aware or just bring everyone up to speed. So – um, there was practice today, but as we've seen over the last two months, the Bucks really treat Wednesday as their walkthrough day. I mean, when we, when I say we, when the media got out there for practice, uh, the warmups were already done. They were already straight into uh, special teams, so we didn't yeah. see too much of the offense. Baker was out there, but he literally did not move. He stood on the sideline. I take that back. He moved. He went from one side of the field, right. walked across the field with Dave Canales and some of the other offensive linemen. And then went and stood on the other side. Didn't throw any passes side. today. Did not throw any no. passes. I didn't see any quarterbacks throw passes. Kyle Trask didn't either. Um, but Todd Bowles did confirm after practice when we spoke to him that Baker, um, if they were practicing, would not have practiced today. 
Now, the biggest thing going into this is on Monday, Todd Bowles was fairly assertive. He said, Baker's good to go on Sunday. And Todd Bowles does not like premature. Yeah. (laughs) It's sad and premature. And Todd also doesn't really like playing reindeer games. He likes to get straight to it. So Mm -hmm. for him to be a little coy today with whether it was actually admitting, I guess coy is not the right word, but admitting that Kyle Trask will get some reps and that, hey, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how Baker's going to feel. Definitely changed his tune a little bit. And it got me thinking at first, like, is this gamesmanship? Is this just not wanting to show the Panthers that Baker may not play? And now you got to kind of game plan for Kyle Trask a little bit. I don't necessarily know because Baker's not that type of guy. Todd Bowles certainly, um, while he does not always dive into all the injury information, I don't think he's trying to pull a fast one on Carolina. But um, he definitely changed his tune for sure. So I'll start off here with – um, Todd Bowles and it's a couple of responses of him cut together with um, with what's going on with Baker Mayfield and his rib injury. So we'll start with Todd Bowles and then we'll head on over to Baker Mayfield. Well, I know he's going to do everything he can to play. You know, I'm not a doctor. I can't feel what Baker's feeling, so I can't tell you how he's going to feel if he's able to play. But if he can play, I know he's going to try and play. Yes. Tomorrow, will Trask get like more reps with the first unit to be ready just in case? Or? Yeah, he'll get us more reps. Um, He's been preparing all year. If Baker's sore tomorrow, Trask will get the reps and we'll kind of go from there. Do you expect Baker will practice tomorrow? Let's see how he's feeling. I, don't, I can't answer that. Did he do what he was required to do today? Would he be a full go today? He would not have practice today. He would not have practice? No. Play. Baker's going to try and play. If he's not healthy, he can't play. If he's healthy enough to play, he will. Yeah, I think the biggest part of that is is the last couple of seconds from Todd Bowles when he says yeah. he's going to try to play, and if he can't, if he's going to try to play, and if he can play, then he will. If he can't play, then he won't. Right. It's very, very different than what he was saying um, on Monday, but no doubt, we did get to talk to Baker Mayfield as well, and he is trying to do everything in his power to uh, be available for. Obviously a very important game, but a meaningful game as well for him. Let's remember, he is a former Carolina Panther. So being able right. to just the, 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 the style, the chip on his shoulder type of mentality that Baker has always had, be a little bit nicer for him specifically if he could get into the postseason, clinching it by winning on Carolina's field. Great. Pretty sore, but good. Um, just one of those things that, you know, it's tender. I've dealt with rib injuries before, but um, rest and just as the week goes on, it always helps. You've, I know every rib injury is a little different with the location and things like that, but just how does that impact your ability to function as a quarterback? Um, you know, obviously didn't exactly test it out today. Just more mental reps for everybody. But um, yeah, just going to see that. Like I said, I haven't tested it out. So um, just got to get loose. And I'm sure by the time Closer to game time, adrenaline will be rolling, especially with uh, where we're sitting at right now situationally. Yeah, normal soreness just progresses throughout the week um, and keep going. And your there any doubt in your mind that you won't be out there Sunday? I'll do everything I can to be out there, that's for sure. Uh, division on the line, playoff hopes on the line, going back to Carolina, yeah, I'll do everything I can. It's uh, it's one of those things that you have to just constantly stay warm. Um, you can't let it tighten up. You just got to continually be loose, whether it's hot packs on the sideline, just making sure you get the extra work in, things like that. So. Every one of them is different, but um, yeah, especially for quarterback having to rotate to throw, just got to stay loose. So I think the biggest question there was, do you have any doubt in your mind that you won't play on Sunday? And he didn't say yes or no. He He didn't say yes or no. I will do everything I can. And then, you know, as he listed off, uh, it's a divisional game, Mm -hmm. uh, a playoff clinching game, and Carolina so he's going to do everything that he can but I can't help but think and and we mentioned it on yesterday's show or a previous show um the last time there was a big rib injury situation with the Buccaneers it was Rob Gronkowski a couple of seasons ago suffered a hit against the Rams and um Gronk missed a fair amount of time now that's right as as uh our colleague Jenna Lane had kind of said in, in one of her questions in that video about not every rib injury is the same I can't help but think. I remember we were all talking to Gronk a couple of weeks after he came back from an injury uh, from his rib injury, and they were he was describing the pain 
we asked him like how it was and he's like well i've never been shot before but i would imagine it felt <laughs> like that and um, right baker has a high tolerance for pain he definitely tries to play through a lot of stuff i mean that first time he got hit against new orleans in new orleans i think is a really good example of that yeah. and of course getting injured in uh the game against the colts as well but this is a major, major concern because I don't think Todd Bowles and Baker are good enough actors. I know Baker's in a ton of commercials, but I don't right. think they're good enough actors to really trying to be selling this to everybody else while they, they got another plan behind the curtain. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, I, I think the intention is there. He wants to play. There's no doubt about it. The Bucks would love to have him play. But Matt, as we've talked about, you got to have Kyle Trask ready because he can start. He can play great up until that one throw – where he torques it right, and 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 that that rib, upper rib, sternum area, um, you feel that pull, and, and it can do one of two things. Number one, it can kind of knock him out of the game, especially if he gets hit, sacked. I mean, you're looking at Aaron Stinney going up against Derek Brown. That's not a good matchup for Tampa Bay or Cody Malk, right? So Baker Mayfield is going to take some hits on Sunday as well. Um, then, then also too. What if he plays, and and as he goes to torque and throw the ball, the accuracy is affected, the velocity is affected, right? I mean, Baker Mayfield has has uh, very few interceptions this year. Um, one of those came against Carolina, in in a ball that he was kind of forcing to Mike Evans, and um, you know it, it it got intercepted by Xavier Woods, so. Um, even if he plays, even if he starts, A, can he finish, and B, how effective will he be? So I'm not trying to rain on the Bucks parade here, but, I mean, these are some legitimate concerns, and it puts an awful lot of pressure on, you know, on, uh, on Kyle Trask to come in. That's the, the errant pass there that was picked off by Xavier Woods, but it puts a lot of pressure on Kyle Trask to come in with very few reps meaningful reps in in games matter of fact the, the most extended playing time he's had was in week 18 last year matt yeah. in in fourth quarter mop-up duty at atlanta this is a completely different situation here the bucks have not clinched so having kyle Trask come off the bench to clinch the nfc south and, and win a game for tampa bay i mean th that's a lot of pressure we should just start calling Kyle Trask Mr. Week 18 because uh, that's when he has his, uh, his biggest time to shine for two years in a row. And yeah. furthermore, about Baker, again, the trajectory of his career, his injury history, he's a guy that has played through injury but to the detriment of, of his career. Yeah. You know, he tried playing through that torn rotator cuff or whatever that shoulder injury was um, in, in one of his final seasons with the Browns. and Yeah. That derailed him, and that obviously twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah, put the idea in the Browns' head to pursue a, a different quarterback, which eventually ended up being Deshaun Watson. But it, it put the idea in the Browns' minds that they were ready to move on from Baker Mayfield. And this, there's an argument to be made that he hasn't even really fully been healthy until this season, and that was a big discussion right. before even training camp got here about Baker whether or not he could be healthy. So, yeah, I mean, it puts a lot on Kyle Trask's plate for sure. Um, as Todd Bowles said, he's going to get a little bit more playing time. Um, it's just so crazy because this year has been the year of the backup quarterbacks. I mean, you look around yeah. the league, and there are a lot of announcements today, and obviously this is because teams have clinched. Sure. And, Patrick and Mahomes not right. playing, Lamar Blaine. Jackson not playing. Yeah, exactly. Blaine, we're going to see Blaine Gabbard, which I know, uh, Scott. You're Amen to that. We're going to see Carson Wentz play for for the LA Rams. So a yeah, lot versus Sam Donald. <laughs> Sam Donald. Yeah, plenty of those in the mix now. Kyle Trask goes back to day one. What do they really have for Kyle Trask? We have to yeah. see an extended version of him um, throughout training camp. The preseason, remember that game against the Jets, which I was lucky enough to be at. Kyle Trask played most of the game yeah. until uh, John Wolford at the end. Baker didn't play at all. And then Bull still didn't name Baker as the quarterback, but whatever. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah, you would think, and especially what helps the Bucks in this situation is the Jaguars just did it last week. Back, right. back Trevor Lawrence did not play, and they shut out Carolina. Yeah. They put up over 20 points. So you would think that the Bucks, even though Kyle Trask hasn't played this season outside of briefly um, in Indianapolis, 
that they should still be able to get the job done. But anytime you hear that your starting quarterback is not playing because of injury, I don't care that Mike Evans is your top wide receiver. I don't care that you got a budding star running back in Rashad White or Chris Godwin Mm -hmm. who's turned it on as of late. That's a scary, scary sentiment going into this game. It really is. Cannot play. And the last point I want to make is this is going to be on Todd Bowles a little bit more. We know Todd is a player's guy, keeps the whole group together. Todd may have to step in and say, Baker, we love you. I appreciate you wanting to do everything to play, but I'm watching you in practice or I don't know. could be the first quarter. I'm watching you in the first quarter and you just don't have it. It's not because we don't think you're tough. It's not because we don't think um, that you're able to manage the pain or that you have a low pain tolerance. You simply are just not helping us out because your rib injury is, is costing the team. That's a great point. You got to go with Kyle Trask. Does Todd Bowles, have that in him to tell his players no, because I mean, we've seen it with Devin white over and over again. You know, he, he, he'll tell you everything's great, even though it's not. (laughs) Yeah. He can't afford it this game because they could afford him his job. That's right. And and you only get on average about 12 offensive possessions per game. Right. And that's, that's, that's essentially meaning 12 series. And, and sometimes one of those is, if a team scores right before halftime and you're you get the, the the ball back with 30 seconds left, that's one of your 12 possessions, right? I mean, so it's generally speaking about 10, but on average it's about 12, and you got to make them count. The other thing too, and that was a great point, Matt, which you said about Baker Mayfield about about knowing, you know, it, reading the game and and Todd Bowles, you know, he's he's got to he's got to take some inventory. How is Baker doing? What's his completion percentage? Does he have enough muster on the ball? Uh, is Dave Canales managing him the right way? In other words, if Baker Mayfield can't push the ball down the field, are they doing the necessary things with mesh concepts, rub routes, et cetera, to create some bigger plays, some yards after catch, uh, but doing them with shorter intermediate throws, right? And, and this this would be a new situation for Dave Canales. Yeah. If Baker Mayfield starts, and all of a sudden Kyle Trask has to come in due to injury or ineffectiveness, what has to change within that game plan? So you look back, and Dave Canales only has three preseason games as a play caller where where you're, you're working with multiple quarterbacks. The only other time this happened was for, what, two plays in Indianapolis when Trask had to come in at the very start of the game, and then Baker ended up playing the rest of the game. So even that was a little bit of a mirage. So this, you're right, Matt. Good point. This is going to really fall on Dave Canales to manage the situation the right way and Todd Bowles to determine how effective Baker Mayfield is if he can play. And and then if Todd Bowles or Dave Canales say, Kyle Trask, we got to put you in, how does Canales manage that? And what plays does he go to? And what plays does he avoid because of Trask's inexperience? And let's also remember, Canales, while we praised in the last – the previous four games up until uh, Sunday against New Orleans, Canales is coming off a clunker of a of a play calling game as yes. well against the Saints. So no doubt. He, he's got to do his own self-scouting and self-adjustment just for this one facing Carolina, especially in, uh, <laughs> in a different matchup for sure. Because, again, we talked about that first time against Carolina, which was not too long ago. But they had to deal with the rain and, and porous weather, which, again, adjusts the offense – in of itself, where right. maybe Canales didn't even get to everything that he wanted to do in his game plan because the weather, as you can see perfectly in that picture, yeah. really dictated it was a how, <laughs> how the game um, had to be called. So that's just another little element that has to be considered for this game. By the way, the uh, injury report came out fairly early uh, yeah. compared to when it usually gets gets dropped today. But uh, this was the injury report for yeah, the Yeah, let's Bucks. get to that. Let's uh, let's remember it is a walkthrough. So this is what uh, would have been the report if uh, it's an estimation, essentially. So Shaq Barrett fully participated. Uh, he's obviously dealing with that groin injury. Carlton Davis still in concussion protocol, but he was limited in practice. Uh, Mike Green and Rakim Jarrett are still there in that 21 day window to be designated off of uh, injured reserve. Green and Jarrett both fully participated. 
Keefe still did not participate. He's dealing with that shoulder injury. Uh, Baker did not practice. We obviously just talked all about that. Kayvon Merriweather, thigh, was limited in practice today. Trey Palmer, hip, limited. Um, Tristan Wirfs with a shoulder injury. He has two shoulders. Um, did not participate. He spoke to the media today, um, so I, yep. I would not worry about um, Tristan Wirfs. And then uh, real quick for the Panthers, Brian Burns, knee full. DJ Chark, foot limited. Camu Gruger Hill, groin limited. Marquise Haynes Sr. did not practice. Johnny Hecker, the punter, uh, did not yeah. practice for personal reasons. Troy Hill, concussion limited. J.C. Horn, toe limited. Uh, that's that's one to follow. Cade Mays, finger limited. Taylor Moton, full. Eddie Pinheiro did not participate. That's their kicker. Wow, special teams. Uh, yeah, they're, they're having an illness, I think, that's running yeah. through the Carolina building. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would check out. Miles Sanders. Did not participate. Yeah, illness as well. Um, Amir Smith Marset did not participate with an illness. And Bryce Young back fully participated. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> we just talked about the Bucks quarterback issues mm-hmm. and injury issues, really. Um, the Panthers had their own as well from their last game. Um, yeah. so yeah, that is the injury report. Outside yeah, I, of yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I think one of the, the more significant injuries is is Marquise Haynes because he was the leading tackler in the last game, had seven tackles and a sack on Baker Mayfield. One of the speed rushers off the edge plays opposite Brian Burns a lot. They'll flip sides and try to find that that matchup. Um, but Carolina only got to Mayfield once, but it was a sack from Marquis Haynes. So he had a concussion last week. Actually, I think spent the night in the hospital mm. in Jacksonville and then rejoined the team. So I don't know if he's going to be able to play or not. We, we saw Carlton Davis deal with the concussion that caused him to miss the Saints game. Mm-hmm. And then he is still in concussion protocol, but is trending the right way. And, and so is Shaq Barrett. So probably Shaq Barrett returns and possibly Carlton Davis returns for this game. So I think Tampa Bay, aside from Baker Mayfield, and it's a big one, it might be in a, a pretty decent situation regarding injury. Um, and remember, it, it kind of goes into our, our Panthers preview here. The last game was really marred by two things. A torrential downpour in the first half that I think affected both teams mm. because we saw offenses kind of come to life in, in the second. But um, there was an injury in that game to K.J. Britt, who started in place of Devin White, who was yeah. injured with the foot. And Levante David missed that game due to a groin injury. So it was J.J. Russell and Ryan Neal playing linebacker for Tampa Bay through most of that game. And what was the end result of that? Well, the end result of that was they did a pretty good job. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Russell had a good showing, had a sack, a couple quarterback hits, and led the team in tackles. But Chuba Hubbard really kind of ran wild on the Buccaneers. 104 yards, it was his lone 100-yard rushing game of the season, and scored two touchdowns. And really, this was a game where Kalaja Kansi was playing, Vita Bay was back. But they didn't have those inside linebackers, especially Levante David and Devin White also. So now White and, and Levante will be starting and playing. How is that going to affect Carolina's run game? Are they going to be able to have as much success? Now, both those players were on the field last year in Carolina when the Panthers yeah. ran wild with Chuba Hubbard and Devontae Foreman over Tampa Bay in that 21-3 to uh, upset. So... This this will be a little bit of a different dynamic here. And matter of fact, Carolina actually outrushed Tampa Bay back in week nine. I want to say it was 138 yards to 124. Rashad White had a big game uh, in, in that that uh, contest as well. So, but it, it was the Panthers that, that ran the ball better. Are they going to have that, that level of success, though? We saw New Orleans do a number on Tampa Bay's run defense. Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams both had success on the ground that kept Derek Carr in that play action passing game in New Orleans alive all four quarters. Can Tampa Bay's run defense 
make the Panthers one-dimensional and then get after Bryce Young, it didn't really happen in Tampa. They got after Bryce Young at the very end of the game with that interception. Kalaja Kansi had some pressure. They did sack him four times throughout, but can they stop Chuba Hubbard in this Panthers running game? I think I think it's going to come down to that. Yeah, I think it's a good question, but as you already talked about, all the injuries that the Bucks had in that last one, I think it kind of makes it more of an anomaly. As he said, it was Hubbard's only 100 rushing yard game uh, performance, yeah. if you will, uh, on the whole season. And as you said, K.J. Brick got hurt early in that game, so even if Devin White is messing up or the Bucks go back to that, you know, routine of subbing in Devin White with KJ Britt, you have more personnel, more players you can work with to right. kind of get over that hump. Uh, Ryan Neal's not going to be playing inside linebacker again. So yes. I think that's going to make a huge difference. It's something you definitely have to keep in mind for, but um, I, I, I think the Bucks will be able to really stifle that run game for Carolina. And once you get Carolina in passing situations, they're, yeah. they're not good in pass protection. They couldn't move the ball at all right. against um, the Jaguars yeah. defense. Who obviously Jaguars. Blocked- Jaguars sacked by Shung six times, hurt him, yeah. kind of knocked him out of the game for a bit. And Jonathan Mingo, who was the Panthers leading receiver the last time not Tampa Bay yeah. played back in week nine, he's an injured reserve now. So it's just Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Those are kind of the only two weapons in terms of reliable passing threats uh, in in a wide receiver for Bryce Young this week. Yeah, let's get to a couple of super chats. They are rolling in. We're going to get to all of them, uh, starting with Greg DeCruz. Thank you for the $5 Costa Rican uh, super chat. Says, Ola from Costa Rica. No excuses. This is what happens when you aren't aggressive at home. Win or walk the plank. I like uh, keeping it pirate themes. And yeah, Yeah. um, that was a little bit of a discussion today in the locker room is – how do you make sure that you guys come out with emphasis and right. and uh, a little bit of a spark? Because that was exactly what Todd Bowles had to say as well um, after the game, that they were in a haze, which yeah. I don't understand how you're in a haze when you have a chance to division and, and, go to, and go to the postseason for the third time in a row, which would really, for Todd Bowles, having it two years in a row and a win yeah. would would really be a feather in his cap. So no doubt. get these guys ready is uh, is really just – it's very questionable, to, to, to say the least. And maybe they do need that little extra, hey, like there are major consequences if you do not win on Sunday that uh, – Well, the consequences are going to be going home. And that's that's yeah. actually the, the title of tomorrow's show. It's win or go home for the Bucks. I like Greg's – Headline better. I should have used that. It's where yeah. walk the plank for the Bucks. It makes more sense. But make sure uh, the Baker Mayfield watch continues tomorrow at four o'clock here on Peter Report TV, our YouTube channel. So make sure you tune in for Thursday's podcast at four o'clock. It's win or go home. We appreciate that super chat uh, there, Greg, and uh, we, we'll get to some more. Yeah, uh, Rev Fish, Mark Fisher. Thanks for the four ninety nine super chat. Says, hey guys, I'm not a real Bowls fan, but he has been. But has he been given a fair shot? Could not bring a staff in last year and salary cap hell this year. Really good point, yeah. uh, Mark, because we say on the show that I, if I'm Todd Bowles, I'd say, hey, I only had one year with Dave Canales. Let me get year two with Canales yeah. and see what I can do. But I was thinking about it today as well. It is a good point about um, the free agency and, and the salary cap and everything they had to maneuver because – they could have never gone out and gotten a big star, make the big splash yeah. on either side of the football. And I'm curious, like, yes, they brought in Ryan Neal, but really they just re-signed a lot of their guys and and hoped that they would get production from the rookies, which they have, yeah. Yaya Diaby and, and Kalijah Kansi. But who's to say with a little more money this year, I'm sure Todd Bowles has some ideas how to retool this this defense just a little bit. And they did re-sign Jamel Dean, so um, they yeah. did bring back a lot of, a lot of their own. Maybe some more money this offseason can obviously go a long way for this team. Yeah, you can make an argument that Todd Bowles maybe has not been given enough enough time and opportunity because he he was he was promoted to head coach after free agency last year in 2022 when Bruce Arians abruptly retired, and then he had to inherit Bruce's staff, and he did not see eye to eye with Byron Leftwich at any at any point in time. 
but was saddled with that coaching staff. So now he gets a year to make some coaching staff changes, but doesn't have a lot of money to work with. But you know what, Matt? It kind of comes down to this. Um, Sometimes you're only given one shot, right? And really, Bowles has been given two shots, last year and this year. And last year, they they finished 8-9 and with Tom Brady. And there were some very questionable coaching decisions that occurred last year um, whether it was Todd Bowles not mandating stuff enough to Byron Leftwich to create more than, say, three points in that loss at Carolina last year or losing the Pittsburgh game. I mean, there, there was some losses over the last two years. Probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah. This team lost to a bad Falcons team 16-13 to 13 here at home. Okay, mm-hmm. If you win that, you already won the NFC South. right? If with, with one more win, you have nine wins now. And you're looking at win ten in Carolina, right? Yeah. So, so there's that game. If you if you could have played any style of defense that would have been more effective than what you did at Houston, there's your extra win, right? If you do what you're supposed to do at home against the New Orleans Saints in kind of a playoff type atmosphere game instead of choking, um, you you you're at ten wins. Um, add up all three of those. And, you know, you're at 11 wins now. Then we're talking about coach of the year consideration, which I know was a topic like two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. But that's legitimately a, you know, coach of the year type of resume. So it's it's not that that Todd Bowles has had one, you know, shot or two shots. When it's all said and done, he'll have had 34 shots, right? Mm -hmm. Over the last two seasons, 35 when you include that playoff game, right, that, that they lost last year to the Cowboys. So, there's been enough evidence there to suggest that this team has stubbed its toe enough that if Todd Bowles doesn't win a winnable game yet again in Carolina, get the NFC South hat and T-shirts, then come home and show this team, this this the Bucks brass, ownership, the fan base, that he can win in the postseason, I'm just not sure that the Lasers are going to look at him and say, yeah, you're a Tony Dungy type, a, a Bruce Arians type, a John Gruden type that can get in the playoffs and win. You're more like a Dirk Cutter that, you know, good coach, but not good enough. And and so we're going to see on Sunday, Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers can seal the deal. And if they can't, they can look back at and, and regret the Houston game, that Falcons game, and the Saints game, probably those three are, are, are the more likely games where they should have won or could have won. And, you know, you only get so many opportunities in life, and you got to cash in when they're there. Yeah, I think that's a, a more than fair point. I mean, Todd Bowles had a number of winnable games. Or not even games, just winnable situations. Like, you were winnable there. Situations, you, you, yeah. All you need, to, especially that Texans game, you were at the finish line. You just needed yeah. to cross it, yeah. and they weren't able to do that. All that talk about them being in a haze last week and how you get that spark. One way I think that they can do it is if they test out, not even test out, try out the new Celsius essentials that are available um, as part of the Celsius family. You see the uh, the blue crush there and the dragonberry as well. Uh, very excited to talk about these new flavors of Celsius energy drinks um, to Join all of our personal favorites as well. I know I woke up with an Arctic vibe this morning. But anyway, a Celsius Essentials. They are uh, performance energy drinks with 270 milligrams of caffeine to help you live fit. For the fitness enthusiast looking to elevate their performance. It's made with a premium proven ingredient like three essential aminos. Um, It's an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support your physical and cognitive performance. And of course, there's no sugar. Celsius Essentials is the ultimate energy drink from Celsius formulated for the fitness enthusiasts looking to elevate their performance. Uh, Made with proprietary Meta Plus formula and three essential aminos, Celsius Essentials provides you with an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support your physical and overall performance. Uh, With a specially formulated lineup of bold flavors, Celsius Essentials is a game changer for those wanting to unlock their full potential and take their fitness journey to the next level. They are available at 7-Elevens nationwide. You can also get the three-flavor variety pack available at Walmart. And uh, they are rolling out nationwide at select retailers. You can also get all six flavors at Amazon. So 
If you need to know where to find these, go to the Celsius store locator, punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location where you can pick one up. It could be at a local Walmart, 7-Eleven, health and fitness store, some of the places we just mentioned, or might just be your bodega. Bodega. <laughs> As Jay Nietzsche says, please check your local bodega. And uh, if you want to get in bulk, whether it's the new Celsius Essentials, maybe it's some of your other flavored, favorite flavors out there, like the uh, sparkling orange, sparkling watermelon, Fuji apple pear, strawberry lemonade, um, go over to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save, and you can have it sent to your place of residence whenever you want. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast. Yeah. Let's keep the Super Chats rolling in with... Our uh, constant commenter, Kathy Gillespie. Yep. Thank, Thank you so Kathy. much, Kathy, for the nine ninety nine super chat. Talking about the bitter rival, New Orleans Saints says Saints up to old tricks. Bounty game <laughs> may have gotten what they wanted. Either Mayfield won't play, or play affected by the rib injury. Should Saints feel proud about trying to get in that way? Kind of crazy. Yeah. All three. Well, not there's four teams, but. Three teams in the NFC South have a chance to win their division because obviously yeah. the Falcons and the Saints play against each other. So if the Bucks lose, that game becomes a uh, a winner take all right. type of setup. And you know what? Tristan Wirfs said after the game, he said he's getting tired of these hits by the Saints, mm -hmm. specifically on Baker because that first game in New Orleans on the Kate Otten touchdown. Yeah, got high got load hit. on that. Yeah, yeah, got high load there. Folded like an accordion. I, I think someone had said that at one yeah. point. Um, and then Baker got hit at the end mm -hmm. of this game. There was obviously the Chris Godwin knee injury from a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And yes, Bounty Gate, which was a huge <laughs> story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I didn't think about it that way, but but boy, if the Buccaneers, let's say Baker can't play or doesn't play very effectively or doesn't finish the game and the Bucs lose, boy, it just adds another layer onto this Bucks Saints rivalry, right? I mean, um, these two teams just hate each other. I think even more so than the Falcons and Bucks. And I know that the the Falcons view that, or I should say, the Saints view the Falcons as their main rival, not the Bucks. But, but man, it just kind of ramps things up for next year if that's the case. And and uh, Baker Mayfield's play is is uh, inhibited by that shot that he took from Tyron Matthew for sure. Paul, aka Florida Dreamhouse, another uh, often commenter in the in the chats. Thanks for the five dollars super chat. Thank you. It says Baker can be his own worst enemy. Trying to play through an injury in twenty twenty one changed his career trajectory horribly until this season. That's yeah, I mean Baker is very headstrong, and I do think there are good qualities with that, but this would be one of the negative qualities. I really, yeah. I hope we don't get to that point, but I just I do see a situation where it becomes. Not a power struggle, but um, kind of a wrestling match between Todd Bowles and, to a degree, Dave Canales and Baker on what's best for the team and can Baker go? Is Baker actually helping this team? Or right. is Kyle Trask, just based on injury, not on performance, but based on injury, if Kyle Trask is is the right move? Because we know Baker's going to want to play. You could see it in the in the way that he answered stuff today. Yeah. Baker wants in, but I don't know if his body will allow him. Yeah, no, I agree. And and Matt, I'm going to go back to the point that you made earlier, which is this is really on Todd Bowles to really dial in to the personnel in the game, not just focus on the defense and leave the offense to Dave Canales. He's the head coach. He's got to make the call and and maybe go with Kautrask if if Baker Mayfield is playing, but it's not a very effective style of play. If there's some incompletions, if there's some interceptions, if he's just off because of that injury. I mean, that that's a human response, right? I mean, he's he's injured. That's going to affect that that torque and throwing motion um, unless he just rapidly heals. But then again, one more hit on a sack or, or a QB hit can can re-aggravate or re-injure re that, that upper rib and sternum area. So uh, we shall see. You know, I, I tell you what, I love you guys when you guys uh, – get all excited about uh, Celsius with your bodega comments. That's why I do it for you guys. And, and it's why, why we enjoy it. Um, we appreciate uh, all of your, your comments about that. And, and um, I found a new flavor I'd never heard before. Astro vibe. Would that be the cosmic vibe? I've never heard of Astro vibe either, but yeah, Celsius keeps cranking out new flavors all the time. And I can't wait to try some of these, these new essentials. Matter of fact, Matt, I heard back from Celsius. We have some of these Celsius essentials coming our way. 
Oh, so we're going to be able to try them out live on the podcast and let you all know about some of these new flavors. And uh, and they're bigger cans too. They're sixteen ounces. Yeah. They're they're not the skinny cans. They're they're a full on um, uh, Celsius energy drink. So we're excited about that. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, let's continue with some more super chat, shall we? Yes, Kelly Dwight Fields chiming in. Thank you, Kelly Dwight, for the uh, four ninety nine super chat. Says Bowl should have sat Baker after the first half last week. Hey, I I understand uh, he probably wasn't playing up to the level of expectations that really everyone thought that yeah. Baker could do. But that it was wasn't just division championship, though. You can't do that, you know. And and as 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 much as Baker in the offense stunk it up with forty four yards in the first half. Uh, I think he threw for around 200 yards in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah, he had 89 he, going into that fourth that's quarter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was too little too late, of course, right? I, I think Dave Canales really in hindsight, when you're down 17 nothing at halftime, you got to just come out throwing. And yeah, and you, they if, weren't running the ball well. Like, you could justify, hey, let's yeah. the run game. We're getting chunk yards after chunk yeah. yards, but they weren't. They yeah. weren't. Now, they started to in the third quarter, but the problem is is the Saints were allowing that to happen because yeah. that kept the clock running. And At that time, the clock is the enemy. And sure, they ran for 50 yards in the third quarter. The Saints were letting them do it. Go ahead, milk that clock, Tampa. <laughs> That's what they were doing. Yeah. And by the way, it didn't lead to any points. You had Rashad White fumble after one of those runs. And then the Saints added three more points in the third quarter. So now you're down 20 to nothing heading into the fourth quarter. I just think at that point in time, I, I understand the commitment to wanting to run. But, Matt, I think that you need points on the scoreboard through the passing game coming out in the third quarter. And then if you do get a touchdown, right, and it's 17-7, then you can go back to the run, in my opinion. But to come out and try to run the ball down that much, I don't think it was smart by Canals to do that. Yeah, I don't look at that game and say, man, if there was another quarterback in, then the Bucs right. tie that game up before the end of the third quarter. No, I mean, exactly. the offensive line did not run block well. As yeah. you said, Rashad White fumbled. Kate Otten had a terrible game. He had multiple yeah. drops and very, very poor blocking. So right. it was not just Baker Mayfield. I agree. Thank you to Josue Ortiz for the 499 Super Chat, who says... One of the most damaging effects of Sunday's loss are the reservations of staff and players leading into next year, even with a win against Carolina. Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't like Todd Bowles and you're not a fan of Dave Canales, if they win on Sunday, it certainly increases their chances of sticking around, especially if they win a home playoff game. So, um, you know... I, I'm curious. We're not going to do a poll, but I would I would almost love to see the results of one about would you rather this team lose on Sunday and yeah. just have a have a head coaching change and you know coordinator change and new people, new voices, new systems come in. Todd Bowles has been here since 2019 as a defensive coordinator, then as a head coach. And honestly, Matt, you said it yesterday. I mean, the defense has regressed this year. They're they're not playing well. So uh, I don't know that 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 um, that he should be giving given any grace if this team loses on Sunday. There's certainly, uh, I think, going to be uh, a, a regime change uh, here in Tampa. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the Peter people, Bucks fans, some may think the Bucks are going to win on Sunday. Some may think that the Bucks are going to lose on yeah. Sunday. Um, either way, if you feel strong enough about it, maybe you want to bet on it over at mybookie.ag using the promo code Pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. If you found a $100 bill on the ground, you wouldn't walk past it. So don't pass up a chance at easy money with MyBookie. MyBookie.ag has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. So you can turn that sports knowledge into cash in your Wallet. Bet on the NFL, the college football national championship game that's coming up on Monday, and uh, play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at my bookie using the promo code Pewter, that's P E W T E R, claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. So that is just free money in your my bookie bank account. Absolutely free. So even if you learn from Plant City Math, you know that that is a heck of a deal. One more time, that promo code is Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, to claim your bonus experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your own home. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. 
also check out their online casino for all the fun games that they have in store. They got roulette, blackjack, uh, different card games, all that fun stuff over at my bookie. Moving on, Super Chats. We got Brutal as Bucks. Thank you for the $4.99 Super Chat. He says, this seems like a PR move by Baker's camp. If he loses, he's injured. If he wins, he's tough and gritty. I uh, know. BS trash so. play if he's actually injured. No. This, is, this isn't a, a, a PR move at all. I mean, it, this team wants to re-sign Baker Mayfield. I, I really think they do. And it depends on who the head coach is because Jason Light's not going to sign a quarterback that that a new coach, uh, if Todd Bowles were to get fired, doesn't want to, to you know have under center. So there's that. I, I don't think that Baker Mayfield has to, to prove anything. He's either going to be healthy enough to play or he's not. And if he tries to go and – and can't go, then um, I, I think that's probably better than, than not playing at all or, or you know, opting out of the game. So uh, if he can't play, I think it's it's legitimate. I don't think there's any there's any PR stunt to this at all. I think it's, it's either going to be he's going to be healthy enough to give it a go and see what happens, or he just simply is not able to throw the ball within a velocity and accuracy and practice to make either him or Todd Bowles and, and Dave Canales feel good about starting him on Sunday. Yeah, Baker's a very old school guy. I mean, if I was his uh, if I was his agency, I'd probably be like, "Hey, see what he's doing playing injured." Like, this guy's all about the team. Because again, he pulled this in in uh, back in the day with with Cleveland. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I tried to play through the injury where it would have been way easier for him just to sit out. Right. Um, that's just that's just not his style. He's a big time grip and rip it, bear and grin it type of type of player. And again, he could have done it this season too, after New Orleans or you know after the uh, the Colts game. But I just think more than anything else, he loves football and he loves his teammates. He wants yeah. to play for the guys next to him and and make the playoffs with this team and celebrate with this team. So. I don't think it's a PR stunt at all. I don't think it's an excuse. Um, as Timothy Fitzgerald says with the $2 Super Chat, thank you, Timothy. Baker played two games with cracked ribs in 2020. Listen, he's not the best player of all time, but he's just a football player. He is tough. He likes the physicality yeah. of the game. And why would – I know Todd Bowles, again, will be there for his players. Why would Todd Bowles, like, lie and give in to this PR stunt? Yeah, with, with Baker Mayfield, that well, doesn't really add up either. I think the the rib injury happened in 2020 against the Colts, and the next game they lost 38 to seven to the Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh. Mayfield only threw for 119 yards in that game, and then they they did beat the Bengals at Cincinnati 37 34. Mayfield threw for 297 yards in that shootout back in 2020, but then they lost. The next game at Las Vegas, 16-6, to Mayfield had 122 yards. So uh, played well enough in one game to get a victory, but then in a couple other games did not play well at all in terms of throwing the ball for yardage, and um, and, and they lost. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting. And it's an interesting time of year to buy a home. And if you're looking to buy a home, well, there's only one place to turn, and you know who that is. It's Eric Gross and the Eric Gross Group. Eric Gross is the official realtor of Pewter Report, and the Eric Gross Group is a fantastic organization that can help you buy or sell your house, and they can do it whether you're in the state of Florida or not. We have a lot of people moving into Florida, um, and he can help you sell your house where you are as well as find a house here in the Tampa Bay area or across the state and vice versa. If you're moving around the state or you're leaving Florida, he can help on both ends of the transaction because he's part of the EXP Realty Group. And they've got 85,000 agents across the country in a big network that can help you 
turn your dream of buying a selling home into a reality. Their clients are not just transactions. They're lifelong friendships. Eric is a very personable guy. He's a Tampa Bay fan. So let it start there. He's also a Pewter Report reader and viewer of the Pewter Report podcasts. He's a Tampa native that knows this area like the back of his hand. His father was stationed at McDill Air Force Base. So there's a lot going for you when you sign or draft or trade for Eric. However you want him on your team, get him on your team when it comes to real estate. Check out his website, housesinfla.com. It's a great website. Got all their inventory on it. It's got a great layout. Or give Eric a call. Here's the cell phone number, 513-907-4271. That's 513-907-4271. You can also find him on Facebook and Instagram for the local open houses and the latest listings. So no matter where you are on your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. Again, visit housesandfla.com. Moving on to more super chats. Thank you all, you Peter people, because uh, we got we got a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Slothamite with the five dollars super chat. Thank you, bringing a little bit of uh, comedy to the show. Says uh, who's getting a drink thrown at them? Josh Sunday? Capo. Josh Capo. Josh yes, Capo. that's right. Yeah. Josh Capo. Oh, yeah. that would suck too because he's got the glasses. He needs some windshield wipers <laughs> yeah. to uh, get him thrown yeah. off. Josh will be uh, at the game, so we'll have uh, some local coverage there um, to hear from the the players in the locker room and and uh, have a, a press box presence there. and And uh, we're going to have Josh go down to uh, David Tepper's uh, luxury box, knock on the door, and say Panthers suck, and see if he can have a drink thrown on. So, yeah, what do you get fined? Like three hundred thousand dollars or something yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that's like, it's, it's like three dollars to yeah. a, a billionaire. So yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, honestly, I I I think that I have a problem with that. I, I think it should have been like like way more money. Like yeah, a million dollars at least. And I what I blame Dave Tepper for is one, if you're worth being a billion, an asshole. Well, yes, but if you're worth over a billion dollars, like you're gonna get angry of what a probably a drunk fan is yelling at. You. Yeah, like you're a billionaire. Yeah, <laughs> like how many things could really get to you? Two, if you are a billionaire, you gotta surround yourself with people. You gotta have a fall guy. You gotta have right. someone else throw that drink. Because <laughs> then you true. can just say, "Hey, I'm disappointed in yeah. my friend, my right. my employee that did that," and they will exactly see ramifications within the organization. Which right behind the scenes, probably like, "Hey, man, good job, high five." Exactly. But, yeah. you, you know, you gotta have a fall guy. That's it. I agree. Anyway, uh, Paul Bowen, thank you for the $1.99 Super Chat. Is it true Dalvin Cook is trying to join the team? The reports are that Dalvin Cook wants to sign with the team that is going to the postseason and uh, you know potentially make the Super Bowl. The Bucs are not guaranteed yeah. to even get into the playoffs. Right. And I think there are a lot better, other better options for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And if you're the Bucs, at best, I, I would put him at running back three. So. Yeah. I don't really see the. the he probably wants either. to sign with Miami. He's a Florida guy to begin yeah. with, right? So yeah. I would say if he if he had his choice, probably in Miami or Jacksonville over Tampa Bay in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for the four ninety nine super chat. Says why can't this offensive coordinator sequence play calls? Why are you trying to keep running it into a seven man box? Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a big time conundrum because it was Canales was feeling it. You know those last two games. Prior, and he even said in his press conference the week before, like, I don't go in saying we have to run the ball, we have to run mm -hmm. the ball. And then that's all he did, even down 17 right. nothing. Um, that is an in-game adjustment that I would like to see, and not necessarily just pull back from running, just right. read the room. You're down yeah. 17 <laughs> points. You can't yeah. continue to stick with the game plan. There are other times where that patience is paid off with Dave Canales, right. but that was not the opportunity to stick with the game plan, you have to alter the game plan in the situation. They did well said. No, I, I agree. And, and, and I think that the game plan can't be, we're going to do the same thing against Carolina. We did last time. And I think that's kind of what the bucks tried to do against the saints. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it, it didn't really work out that way at all. Um, 26 points on the board up in new Orleans and, and, and nothing. a lot of that was helped by turnovers. And that's Correct. another big storyline of just this bucks team is if the defense gets yeah. turnovers, typically, right. They, they, they play well and, and put points on the board, but when they don't in that situation, right. um, it, it clearly obviously impacted the game. Also, didn't help that the Bucks 
turned the ball over four times right. too. And Carolina does not do a good job taking the ball away. Right. But they the last not. time they played, one of the reasons why it was so close is because the turnover margin was tied one to one. Yep. So Tampa Bay has got to do a better job protecting the ball. They can't turn it over four times. They got to get some takeaways in Carolina. Otherwise they will lose. Mike Wells with a $10 super chat. Thanks, Mike says, always enjoy the show, Matt and Scott. Thank you. Scott, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Scott, being a defensive guy and how inconsistent the defense has been, do you think Light really overhauls that side of the ball? Yeah, I, I do. Not personnel-wise. I mean, I think Yaya Diaby, uh, Anthony Nelson, You know, those those are some guys that are going to stay. Obviously, Joe Trinshenko will have his final contract year next year. Probably sticks around unless they really add to the room and then they just need a roster spot at outside linebacker. Uh, they might try to trade him or something, you know, in the off season uh, or training camps, something to that degree, preseason maybe. Um, Vita Vea and and Kalaja Kansi are are your starters. Whether you're in a three four or a four three scheme, I, they like Zion McCollum. Obviously, Antoine Winfield uh, Jr. is a star. Levante David has played in a three four and a four three. So I, I think Jason Light has drafted really good defensive players that can fit as either four three or three four. Yeah scheme players on the defensive side. So I, I think that gives the team some flexibility. They're not beholden to a 3-4. So if they want to go in a different direction with the head coach, probably an offensive-minded guy, they would bring in a different different defensive coordinator. They have the personnel to, to play either scheme, 3-4 or 4-3. Yeah, well put. Uh, appreciate Ryan Giles for the 499 Super Chat. Says that the fans are nervous about Trask playing this weekend. I can't imagine how the coaches must feel with their jobs potentially on the line. Yeah, I mean, they are putting their trust in the hands of of Kyle Trask at quarterback if yeah. Baker Mayfield cannot go, which is not a guarantee. But, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's a little bit risque, but the, you know, the, they get paid a lot of money to to get these guys going and yeah. to be successful. So. Uh, Lucas Pettis with the dollar ninety nine super chat. The biggest problem has to be the pass rush, right? Yeah, the Bucks did sack Bryce Young four times. If you remember on that last interception, the only interception he threw, but towards the end of the game, that Antoine Winfield Jr. clinched the victory for the Buccaneers. Kalijah Kansi was in hot pursuit of Bryce Young. You contrast that to last week's game. They did not have a single quarterback hit on Derek Carr, not one. The only sack in that game was for Marquise Watts chasing Derek Carr out of bounds, and he couldn't throw the ball fast enough to have it be an incompletion. So Marquise Watts' first sack didn't even touch the guy. So, yeah, I would definitely say that that, that is, is an area they've got to, got to, got to have production, and Shaq Barrett looks like he'll be back this week to help out. Yeah, excuse me, and for me, it's – it's not even the pass rush. It's getting the pass rush with your defensive front, with four guys, may, maybe a fifth guy. Because yeah. the problem is, Bowles can blitz all day. If the team picks it up, it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities right. for the receivers and tight ends. And that usually leaves someone open. So <clears throat> just being able to get a pass rush with their D tackles and outside linebackers and have more people drop back in coverage, I think would – would really go a long way, but they, they haven't proven to show that. Meets McGee with a $10 super chat. Thank, Thank you, you, Meets McGee. Says, Tristan's post-game interview, he seemed very pissed. Who are these players not coming with the energy in these games? Baker has mentioned it before, and I believe Brady had issues. That's a problem. I don't think it was so much energy. I remember looking at the team, and I thought it was too loose. I thought it was just a little too, like, lackadaisical, too loose, too much dancing in, in the pregame. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, you know, old man yells at clouds or anything like that. But it just it seemed like it was just too loose, little too show up and win. We got this. It's our day rather than locked in stone cold killer mentality. And, and sometimes it pays to be loose as opposed to being tight. But I'm not saying be tight. I'm just saying be focused. And I think that's where the issue was for the Buccaneers on Sunday was they, they came out a little too loose. The, the Saints showed up with like an assassin's mentality and they literally yeah. killed the Buccaneers in the first half, 17 to nothing. So uh, if you want to make sure that your retirement doesn't get, get killed, um, make sure that you go to the folks over at Immuni Financial and they can help you manage your, your finances and your retirement. At Immuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? 
Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. Managing your family's wealth means more to Muni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Muni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call today. Call Muni at 1-800-868-6864. That's 1-800-868-6864. Or visit them on the web at immuni.com. Okay, folks, this has been a uh, super fun episode. Great thing is we get to do it all again tomorrow. We will have a Thursday episode at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Title of the show is It's Win or Go Home for the Bucks." That's what it is. Or Walk the Plank, as uh, Greg DeCruz said earlier in the show. Uh, on the line, do or die, win or go home. Uh, Going to be a very fun show. We'll obviously hear from Dave Canales and get a couple more answers about what went on. Uh, from the Saints game and kind of his approach to the whole quarterback situation this week. And just a reminder to everybody, we will have the Peter Game Day show. I guess technically the first Peter Game Day show of 2024. That's right. Coming up uh, at noon the, for the pregame show, an hour long. And then I'll be on for the uh, in-game opinions, analysis, reactions, all that fun stuff. It's right on our YouTube channel. So um, you can go right to Peter Report TV and find it. Please follow us on our, all of our social media on X, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. We are at Peter Report. And then our YouTube channel, like I just said, is Peter Report TV. A lot of great content coming out of there from various shows, podcasts, and everything else in between. So that's going to do We're for almost us. at 13,000. Help us get there by the end of the year. Please, Please do. Please do. Uh, for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks everybody for watching. And we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Peace out. Out.